Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, Canopy is dermatologist recommended. This unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free, installation's a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Gore listeners can use our code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums, and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber skincare. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This, this is the game, game of roses. Welcome to the game, game of, of roses. roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Bachelor Clues. And today, Pace Case and I are taking some much needed time off. So we are going to be playing for you our volume one of the Game of Roses lexicon, where we explain the meanings of some of our terminologies. We are always having people DM us saying, 
love your show, but I have no idea what a Huju is. I have no idea what a PTC is, an IFI, et cetera, et cetera. So this volume one of the lexicon, which we put out a little while ago, explains some of that stuff. But next week, rest assured, Monday, we're going to have a brand new Digging Deeper, which has many fascinating clips. We got Caitlin Bristow. She went on a podcast called Guys We Fucked, where she is talking about all kinds of stuff that happened in fantasy suites on her season, the slut shaming she endured as a result of it. And we also have a very interesting clip that we are going to be discussing (laughs) that is the great one himself, Nick Vial, for the first time in history, was talking about Game of Roses on his podcast, The Vial Files. And we listen to that clip and react to it on that Digging Deeper, which again is out Monday. And then Tuesday, we are going to have a fantastic interview to continue Gore Girl Summer with somebody that is to us a personal hero, a legend of the game, somebody who really helped shape what the modern era is. So that's going to be out Tuesday. But today... We have this very special encore presentation of our first volume of the Lexicon. Hope you enjoy it. Welcome to a very special Game of Roses episode. This is Pace Case. This is Bachelor Clues bringing you just a small midweek morsel. This will not be a full episode. We guarantee. No podcast that we record is ever a morsel. (laughs) This one's going to be a fucking morsel. (laughs) As more people are starting to listen to our podcast and coming into it a little later in the game, some of the terminology we're using is foreign to them, and they don't understand exactly what we mean when we say PTC or 4TRR or Huju, etc., etc. So we thought we would do a little episode here and go through some of the more common terminology that we use that we have invented to describe our beloved game so that everyone can understand it. We think this will be helpful for newcomers, as Lord Harrison would call them. Where should we start? I think we got to start with the game itself. Our beloved game. This is a phrase that we use to refer to the Bachelor, the Bachelorette, Bachelor in Paradise, Now Listen to Your Heart, Bachelor Winter Games, Bachelor Pad, RIP. It basically refers to any of the on-screen documents that we are given from the producers, the Dark Lord himself, which we'll get to what that is in a minute. But it's all that we get to see in the broadcast of the play. So what a player is doing behind the scenes, potentially, we may not see. What a player is doing on their Instagram, we may not know. But the beloved game specifically refers to what we're seeing in each episode of all those shows that Pace Case just mentioned. That is the game we are watching. I mean, wouldn't you say that the game includes their Instagram play as well? Every celebrity plays the Instagram game, but only players in our beloved game play Bachelor, Bachelorette, etc., etc. Once you're in Instagram, you're competing with like fucking Kim Kardashian and shit. That's a whole other thing. Nobody from our beloved game has ascended past 3 million followers. That's a hard ceiling so far. Hannah Brown has come the closest. But within our beloved game, there's an amazing striation of all kinds of Instagram numbers that go from Hannah Brown at 2.9 million all the way down to the very first Bachelor, Alex Michelle, at zero Instagram followers, does not have an Instagram account, and everybody in between. Sometimes we will refer to what is shown on screen as the document. But that sums it up. That is what we mean when we say our beloved game. And who presides over our beloved game? Who else but 
DLH, a.k.a. the Dark Lord Harrison, a.k.a. the Dark Lord, a.k.a. the father of the franchise, a.k.a. the father of lies, a.k.a. Satan incarnate, a.k.a. Chris Harrison. (laughs) We kind of refer to Chris Harrison, the host of this show, as a satanic figure who dines on the suffering and the souls of all the players in our beloved game. We kind of refer to him that way. We only refer to him that way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true, I suppose. And over the years, as I've started to key in more and more to the fact that our beloved game operates very much like the Church of Scientology by taking its players, sequestering them, cutting off all contact between players and their family and friends for the duration of their stay in the beloved game, taking away their access to any outside information. These are standard cult tactics. As that has become more and more evident to me, the Dark Lord Harrison has become DLH, which is a reference to LRH, L. Ron Hubbard, the founder of the Church of Scientology. The Dark Lord can sometimes be seen depicted in Bachelor Clues with uh, Emperor Fleiss as well. Mike Fleiss, the creator of the show. Our next term... I feel like this one's kind of self-explanatory, but maybe not. If you're just tuning in for the first time to listen to our podcast and you hear us talking about a thing that we like to call the pit, it may be a little abstract. So the pit is where Bachelor Clues and I live now. It is not so much an actual place as a space that your spirit might occupy. Examples of this would be when Bachelor Clues and I feel the compulsion to join every single Instagram live of all of the players in our beloved game, when Bachelor Clues starts purchasing artwork by Night One girls and guys. These, I would say, characterize the pit. It's like our low moment where we feel the most complicit in our beloved game. For me, the pit started as a small indentation. Just something that I saw on the ground. And I said, what is that? Is there something in there? Is there something in that? And I started just clearing away debris with my hands. And the indentation became a little deeper. It became a slightly deeper hole. And then by the next morning, I realized I had gotten a shovel. And I had now dug the hole three feet deep. And I was standing up to my knees in a hole that I was still digging. And now, seven years later, how long have we been watching this fucking show? I think seven years, yeah. I can't see the top of it anymore. I'm down in the bottom and all that's there is darkness. There is no light coming in from the outside world. (laughs) I've lost all sense of reality, my surroundings, who I am. I just keep digging deeper and deeper and deeper every fucking day. And once you get into this pit, I don't know how to get out. I feel that someday I will get out of it. I'm hopeful. That's what keeps me alive now. But I don't know if it's true. And if anyone else is joining us in this pit, I apologize if we had anything to do with beckoning you in and you have my sympathies as you now reside in the bottom of an empty, endless hole with all of us. I think a common characteristic is that you don't notice this descent. When I started writing recaps of the show, they were pretty short, maybe a couple pictures, And then they just slowly got longer and longer without me realizing. And then I looked back at the earlier ones and I was like, oh my God, this has taken over my life. And now, I mean, we're doing this all day, every day. We're literally recording a second podcast to discuss the fake language we've made (laughs) that only you and I use to talk about this fucking show. That's the pit. 
when you're in the bottom of it, the very bottom, you start talking gibberish to each other. And now we are recording a podcast about the gibberish that we speak so that other people can understand our gibberish. (laughs) Does the pit go deeper than this? The answer is yes. Of course, it goes much fucking deeper. We've not even... There is no bottom. Basically, the pit is just being trapped. We're trapped in the bottom of an endless, dark fucking pit trying to find some way out, and it's just never going to happen. Digging deeper is our only option. Another indicator that you're in the pit is when Bachelor Clues, his voice reaches that certain level. (laughs) And that there's like... (laughs) There's a frequency at which you know that Bachelor Clues is going on this rant, and we're in it. That's my pit voice? Yeah. It's like, you can't stop going. It's like a manifesto... That's my scream from the pit. When I'm feeling like somebody's got to be listening to this, can someone help me? Can somebody pull me out of the pit? Yeah, a call, a cry for help. Anyway, next up on our lexicon, we have the word complicit. This is actually a word in the English language. We are only giving it kind of an alternate meaning. It really, truly means to be involved with any other people in an illegal activity or wrongdoing of some kind. How it applies to our show is that we recognize there is wrongdoing happening in the bachelor franchise the producers manipulate the players the show is overtly racist misogynistic homophobic yes in 24 seasons of the bachelor for example there's never been a black bachelor this is a role that is cast by producers and network executives it's just a choice that maybe a dozen people make every year again and again and again and that choice is always never have a black bachelor for 24 fucking seasons so we know that this is what the show is and we still watch it that's the essence of being complicit in this yeah we we will get to the dwab later but there is much statistical evidence to suggest that players of color do not go as far as the white players they don't get as many Instagram followers uh, after the show as well. And we are basically supporting this. We are complicit in propagating these ideas because we are supporting the show and watching it and making content related to it. Next up in the lexicon, 4TRR. 4TRR stands for For the Right Reasons, Alternatively, you have 4TWR, which is for the wrong reasons. This is basically what all of the Bachelor shows claim is the main value that you should have. You should be there for the right reasons. You shouldn't be there to get famous. You shouldn't be there to promote your musical career or your training career or to just be an influencer at this point. And it is inherently absurd because to ignore the benefits of going on this show beyond finding love is to be insane. Yeah, I mean, it's essentially the primary rule of the game we're watching. It's that a player always has to maintain they are only there to find love and any fame or monetary gain that they accrue from their appearance on a nationally televised TV show is purely coincidental. That's what you have to convey at all times. That's 4TRR. This rule can be used in-game as a weapon or a shield. You can accuse someone of being their 4TWR, then they're going to have to defend themselves. Or if someone's attacking you, you can simply say, I'm here 4TRR. 
and it implies an attack on them, they now have to defend their reason for being in the game. But it's incredibly important in our beloved game. You see it every season, both attacks, defenses. Dark Lord Harrison says it a bunch of times in virtually every episode. Uh, and it always gets questioned around week three or four. The Bachelor or Bachelorette will come in and deliver a sermon essentially to the remaining players saying i came here to find love and if you're not here for that get the fuck out that happens literally every season around week three or four because generally every season they find out that one of the players has a significant other at home or is otherwise there for twr and in fact for trr is such an integral component of our beloved game that in Desiree Hartstock's season of Bachelorette, they had known celebrity and musical genius Soldier Boy come in and lead the entire cast in a rap song called For the Right Reasons. We're going to play that for you now. Enjoy. Yo, what up? Soldier Boy, tell him. What's up, Soldier Boy? Let's get it, Des. Let's go. You look pensive, baby. Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. recommend looking up the clip it's called bachelorette rap video on youtube it is it's a lot next up we have a term that you will hear us say a lot because it is used throughout the entire season pretty much of our beloved game in in each case 
That term is PTC, and it stands for Personal Tragedy Card. This is something that every player comes into the game with. Some come in with more than one. Some actually don't come in with them, and that's a mistake. You should always make one up if you don't have one. But basically, this is some tragic event that occurred in your life prior to your play in our beloved game, and you keep this card with you at all times, and you can play it in a group setting. You can play it in a one-on-one date. You can play it in a two-on-one date. It can be used to circumnavigate accusations of 4TWR, potentially. It's essentially a tragedy that you reveal to the bachelor or bachelorette that lets them see you've either overcome something difficult in your life, you've learned from it, or it's changed you into a better person, or it's something that you've moved beyond and you're now ready to find love again. The PTC is generally used to give a player emotional weight in the eyes of the bachelor or the bachelorette. So if you've been the fun player who just is there to live it up, up until that point, you play your PTC. Now you're serious. Oh, here's a different side of this player. It can get you a rose in a group date setting if your PTC is more tragic than someone else's or if you're the first or only player to play it on a group date. Same in a two-on-one. There are many uses for the PTC. It's a very versatile tool and should definitely be wielded at the proper time to get the most value out of it. Yeah, it's one of the most powerful tools that a player comes in with. We cannot reiterate enough that every player has one. It can be someone from your life passing away. It can be a sickness. It can be an accident. It can be, you know, we grew up poor. It could be we grew up in a racist town. We saw that last season. But you really want to think about when you're going to play it because often they can only be played once. Skillful players can sometimes play the PTC more than once, but you should have a plan for when you're going to reveal it and in what way. And when used in combination with tears, it's even more powerful. Clues, Mm -hmm. I've been on a mission. I'm trying to find the perfect T-shirt. Yeah. Um, Because it's spring. I'm ready to get out there. I'm ready to peacock. Luckily, the perfect t-shirt does exist, and you can find it at Skims. From cropped silhouettes to long-sleeve layering tees, there's a style for everyone. You guys know how excited I was that Skims became one of our sponsors for this podcast. They have great basics and foundations. I got the boyfriend t-shirt in onyx. That's kind of a dark black color and the cotton jersey long sleeve t-shirt in kyanite which is kind of like a blue green and they're both so comfortable it's basically like you are wearing nothing great for free spirit types well for all the free spirits out there right now you can shop the skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes xxs through 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know we sent you after you place your order select podcasts in the survey and select our show in the drop down menu that follows again that's skims clues it is springtime it is the off season it is gore girl summer the weather's getting warmer thank dark lord palmer and it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and cowls, and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul, get those staple pieces, and I found Quince 
Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces keeping me looking effortlessly chic year after year. I got the cotton modal scoop neck tee. It is so cute. It is literally the first thing I reach for in my dresser when all my clothes are washed. You know those special items. If you are not like clues who only wears one outfit. I'm Quince head to toe at this point. I'm a Quince boy. <gasps> I'm a source boy, Quince boy. Let's you got no go. idea. I'm wearing Quince t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince long sleeve t-shirts, Quince pants, Quince sweaters, Quince pants. I'm Quinced. <laughs> Just call me Quinced. King Quinces. Okay. They call me. I love Quince. Okay, Quince. Uh, get warm weather ready with Quince. Be a Quince king yourself or Quince queen. Go to quince.com slash roses for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash roses to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash roses. Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. Clues. Uh, We all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, It can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, It has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills, you know, the... The whole premise of life is is kind of a, a, it's a lot to undertake, and therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire, then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. And now here is a clip of, in my mind, the greatest PTC ever played. I'll say the most entertaining PTC. Maybe not the greatest (laughs) in terms of gameplay, but fuck, I can, I mean, this video plays in my head again and again. That's another symptom of the pit when you just have clips of the show playing in your head on a constant loop. No, that's normal. Oh, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is one for me that plays a lot. This is Kelsey Poe, who was a player on Chris Soule's season of The Bachelor using her PTC, and then describing how she feels about it. I met him when I was 19. And um, we fell in love immediately. We were dating for, for three months, and we knew that we wanted to spend the rest of our lives together. Um, he was amazing. And unfortunately, he died. Isn't my story amazing? It's tragic, but it's amazing. I love my story. It's truly iconic. I will never forget Kelsey Poe and Sanderson Poe. You know, an example of a really successful PTC would be Catherine on Sean Lowe's season. Hers was that when she was a child, she saw a friend get 
crashed by a tree. And uh, she was the ring winner that season. Belak Hay, you remember his PTC? Could not forget. He was a survivor of a school shooting. And then later in hometowns, he took then-bachelorette Becca Kufrin to the high school where the shooting occurred and made out with her in the gym. <laughs> he turned his PTC into a romantic moment. Very skillful player. Probably twirled her as well. Next up, we have Love Levels. This is pretty self-explanatory, but essentially there are four categories of love levels. I like you. I'm starting to fall for you. I'm falling. I'm in love with you. These can be stretched out by the most skillful players and can include on the lower end of the scale, oh, I'm happily surprised that it's you, that you're the bachelor. And it can go to something we most recently saw in PP season when he says, I'm full on head over heels in love with you. But upping your love level is a necessary part of your strategy in order to do well in this game. Players do not go very far if they don't up their love level at all. Our next term is something that many people don't think is important. See it as a frivolous piece of our beloved game. I argue differently. This term is Huju, H-U-J-U. It is a shortening of two words, hug, jump, and then a putting of those two shortened versions together, Huju. This is something that every player needs to have in their arsenal. This is when you sprint up to the bachelor. Usually it's only women players doing it to men. I don't believe we've seen men ever do it to women. We've seen a couple of random men-on-men Hujus. I don't believe I've ever seen a man doing it to a woman player. Fuck, will that that be a first? Will that be a historical first? I'm looking forward to it. Anyway, it's when a player runs up to the bachelor. It can be a bachelorette running up to a male player on her season. Sprints up to them, does a leap and a cling to their body, and hugs them and kisses them. This is iconic. We see it in every season. Almost every player does it. Kelsey Weir from last season, I think, was the best hujuer that has ever fucking lived. But the huju is truly meant to convey sexual excitement. I know people think this is bullshit, but these things fucking matter. If you do a good huju, you get good screen time for it. And it really, truly conveys to The Bachelor that level of excitement that's going to keep you around. I think Kelsey Weir's hujus were in some way responsible for her long run in last season. A bold statement. Did we see a woman-on-woman huju with Demi and Christian? I can't remember. We'll get our archivist on that. Yeah, the hujus are a staple of the game. The producers make you repeatedly do it sometimes. We found out in a recent interview with Lauren and Ari Leyendike. They often tell The Bachelor that he has to stay there in front of the camera while the woman runs towards him. It's not a natural move at all. No, it's certainly a produced piece of the game. The producers have created it. It's something every player has to be able to do or say no to. The producers will ask you to do it. And you can say, no, I'm not going to fucking do that. Some players have done that or they've done weak ones. Kelly Flanagan had a very weak one with PP on this last season. Kelly's hoojus were terrible. Nonetheless, that's what a hooju is. Our next term in the lexicon is Fimp Rose. F-I-M-P stands for First Impression Rose. It is the most important rose in the first half of our beloved game. For most of the game, actually. If you are able to get the First Impression Rose, 
on night one, you having incredible statistics going in your favor. Over half of the FIMPROS recipients make it to the final four. There's some psychological elements that are going on, such as confirmation bias, where the bachelor wants to keep you in the game because they've already made that decision on you. It's incredibly difficult to get. On night one, you have about a third of the players going home. There's a lot going on that night. But the first impression rose is brought out by Lord Harrison at some point in the evening on the first night and can only go to one player except for Sean Lowe's season where we saw him give a first impression rose to a bunch of women. But that does not count. Next up, we have the Jorge Moreno Bystander of the Week. For new viewers of our beloved game, you may be asking yourself, who in the fuck is Jorge Moreno? Many of you have asked that. (laughs) Jorge Moreno was the first bartender in paradise. He later had his job stolen by Wells Adams. But in the beginning few seasons, he was the bartender, Jorge the bartender. Now, because Bachelor in Paradise shoots in that same location in Mexico every year, well, not this year because of COVID-19, because they shoot there predominantly every year, Jorge Moreno has been able to start his own tourism business that takes people around that spot where they shoot elements of The Bachelor. And so he's graduated on from uh, Bachelor in Paradise bartender, and now he comes back as a guest star, usually in one episode of Bachelor in Paradise, where he will take the players out on one of his tour spots and usually tells them that he had sex in the jungle nearby. There's always, (laughs) almost always some component of him describing his personal sexual abilities or history to the players as it relates to the spot he's showing them. I believe his company is called Jorge's Torres. The Jorge Moreno Bystander of the Week Award is an award that Pace Case and I give out each week to someone in our beloved game who is not a player but still affects the game. This can be any bystander. It can be a person in a restaurant where they go on a date. It can be a person who puts a $5 bill in a guitar case. (laughs) It could be literally anyone who is not a player and not a family member of the player. It can be a child. It is an important distinction to make, though, that it cannot be a family member of one of the players. That's what Jorge Moreno Bystander of the Week is. We love Jorge. Next up, we have the COTA, the CODA. This stands for the Ceremony of the Ancients. This is something that happens in almost every Bachelor and Bachelorette season. A player is on a date, a one-on-one date, and they meet up with an elderly couple and they ask the couple about love. They tell them about their love story. They've often been married for decades and they often give the two players advice on uh, making a relationship last. Our next term is something you will hear us talk about at the end of every podcast. It is the DWAB. D-W-A-B-B stands for Days Without a Black Bachelor. And we alluded to this earlier, but of course, that is literally every day since March 25th, 2002, the first (laughs) airing of The Bachelor. Uh, Every day since then is essentially added to the dwab count. You can always calculate the dwab on your own when the podcast doesn't come out by just Googling how many days has it been since March 25th, 2002, and then you will know the accurate dwab. The next term in our lexicon is first sand. First sand can be split into two, first male sand, first female sand, and it refers to the first player 
on Bachelor in Paradise of each gender. In Listen to Your Heart, we are calling that first threshold because there is no sand. It's very important on Bachelor in Paradise, your order of appearance, first sand, second sand, third sand, because it indicates how much the producers are trying to make a love story out of you. We often have players that make it through the whole season are the first male and female sand. Jade Roper was the first female sand on her season, and now she is infamous in the Bachelor in Paradise world. Our next term is another first. This term is first responder. This has nothing to do with Bachelor in Paradise. Or first responders. <laughs> Not the medical or emergency workers that we have come to know and love since 9-11. But we borrow that term and bring it into our beloved game. This is a position that a player can occupy in either The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, but no peripheral games. When The Bachelor comes in, after all 30 players have come out of the limo, roughly 30, can be anywhere from 25 to 33, and everybody's in the mansion now. The Dark Lord Harrison emerges from the shrubbery and tells the Bachelor or Bachelorette, well, you did it. You met all the players. Ready to go in and talk to them? Yes, I am. They go inside. When the Bachelor or Bachelorette comes into that fucking mansion, every time, all the players are situated around a pit group, a piece of circular furniture that can seat maybe half of them. The rest are standing. The Bachelor or Bachelorette enters through an arched doorway. Immediately to the right of the Bachelor or Bachelorette, there will always be a player waiting with a drink in hand, especially on The Bachelor, because they always want to have that shot of the female player giving the male Bachelor a drink. It also happens on Bachelorette. But this position, whoever is given that drink, sometimes the producers will seek that person out and give it to them. For example, on PP season, it was Hannah Sluss who played an expert first night, a flawless first night, really. In some cases, though, players can actually do it themselves. They can get that drink ready. They can go talk to a producer and say, what kind of drink does PP like? Or whoever the bachelor or bachelorette may be. And they can usurp the first responder role. The first responder role is invaluable because you can also steal the bachelor immediately for your first one-on-one conversation in that moment. It also immediately forces a small connection to be made between you and the bachelor or bachelorette. You're giving them the first moment of relaxation after a cavalcade of 30 plus players that they were forced to talk to. The next term we have is a floater. A floater refers to a mediocre player in our beloved game who is able to make it to the travel abroad round by flying under the radar and floating through. Every season, how it works is the bachelor or bachelorette during night one is asked by the producers, who are your top three? They tell them who the top three are, and then the producers begin using that information to construct the order in which people are going to be sent home for the rest of the season. And that can obviously fluctuate. The bachelor or bachelorette can change their mind as the season progresses, but primarily they are giving the producers the top three. Everyone else then becomes part of whatever story the producers are trying to tell, who they can get the most mileage out of with villains, rivalries, etc., etc. A floater is somebody who avoids all of that shit, never becomes a villain, <laughs> never gets in a rivalry, and just is there is there every episode keeps coming back and they can get some nice trips to europe out of this but they're never going to make it to hometowns they generally don't get a lot of screen time either and you're like oh that person is still there our next term is the brown ceiling this essentially defines the point in each season at which statistically players of color are most likely to be eliminated and it usually is right before hometowns. 
Very rarely will you see more than one player of color make it through to hometowns, if any. And as we mentioned earlier, all players of color have reduced Instagram numbers. They have reduced likelihood of being both bachelor and bachelorette. They're unlikely to win the ring or the crown. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber Skincare. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe? Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabooli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. Cute. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things and I need an easy install. And oh. this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, Frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. The ring and the crown are two terms we didn't put on here, but they should be on here. Self-explanatory. The crown <laughs> is bachelor or bachelorette. The ring is being proposed to at the end by the bachelor or the bachelorette. These are the two prizes our beloved game offers, ring and crown. Ring winners can also just be the relationship that comes out of the show, such as Cassie and Colton, where there was no proposal. Cassie is the ring winner. Our next term is N-O-G. This refers to a night one guy or a night one girl. I believe they first formally called it this in Bachelor in Paradise. A player came in and no one knew who they were and they said, oh, I think they're a night one girl. 
It basically means you've gone home on the first night in your regular season play. I think it was Jordan Kimball who said it, the mayor of paradise. He would. If you are a night one guy or girl, you're definitely not getting first sand. You're getting like at least eighth sand of your gender. It's not a good position to be in going into paradise. And you're usually going to be sent in with a specific mission to shake shit up, to break up some relationship that's already formed. You're sent in as an assassin. That's it. Those are the terms that we got for you tonight. And hopefully that will help you in some way understand how we analyze and speak about our beloved game a little better. And this lexicon, by the way, is ever growing. There will be new terms added almost constantly as we dig the hole deeper and deeper. Each of these little words is like a granule. It's like a diamond in the walls of the pit as we dig deeper, 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 and we're always finding new ones. In our book that we're writing, How to Win the Bachelor, we've already come up with a bunch of terms for the different types of limo exits. The limo exits alone, I feel like, are a two-hour-long podcast. Yeah. <laughs> So we hope that helps all of our complicit listeners decipher what may appear to be gibberish, but is actually a deep and thorough analysis of our beloved game. Thank you for listening. As always, please rate, please review, and please indoctrinate others into the pit. Don't be down here alone. Bring your friends. Join us. And of course, before we go, we would be remiss to not ask, what's the dwab at? It has been 6,603 days without a Black Bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us and then 